Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Kids' Corner. And I have a feeling that Mr. Jacobs' radio is going to be switched on. And we'll all get to join our friends on the Kids' Corner. There's sure to be programs, songs, and tons of fun. So get ready. There's no telling what kinds of adventure and lessons are in store on this week's Kids' Corner. Well, here we go. And now... From the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the biblical story of the Exodus, an adapted historical summary about trusting God. Long ago, before the days of Paul, King David, or even Samson, there was a nation called the Hebrews. Hi, I'm a Hebrew. It's pretty cool, except, you know, we're slaves. That's right. The Hebrew nation at the beginning of our story was enslaved to the mighty nation of Egypt. The Egyptian king, or Pharaoh as he was called, was worried that the Hebrews would start taking over Egypt. So he decided the best way to keep them from doing that was to make them slaves and even kill their children. This is terrible! Yes, I know, but the Pharaoh's gotta do what a Pharaoh's gotta do. You're in my land and I can't have you taking over, so yeah, in your face. Things seemed hopeless, and so the Hebrews prayed for God to save them and God heard their cries. Who's ready to be saved from slavery? Who are you? My name is Moses. God sent me to talk to Pharaoh and make him let you go. Hooray! I knew our brother would come back to rescue us. Brother? It's a long story. The Pharaoh, unsurprisingly, wasn't thrilled to hear this message from God. There is no way I'm letting your people go. But after a few plagues, I'm not really convinced I want your people to go. And a few more plagues. <laughs> you guys can go on this one condition. And a plague or two after that. Fine, just get out of here. The Pharaoh finally let the Hebrews go. Come on, everyone, pack your things. It's time to get out of here, hurry. Millions of Hebrews left chains and whips behind as they started their journey to a faraway land a land that God had promised them. So, which way do we go? You see that pillar of cloud? Yeah. That's the way God wants us to go. All right, everyone, you heard Moses. Follow that cloud! But as the Hebrews made their way to their new home, the Pharaoh had a change of heart. It was a mistake to free the Hebrew slaves. I will make an example of all of them. Generals, soldiers, I want every chariot ready to ride out. We're getting our slaves back. And now, we return to the Kids' Corner rendition of The Exodus. The Hebrew nation had finally been delivered from slavery in Egypt. For the first time in over 400 years, they were free. Now, they followed God's pillar of cloud through the desert on their way to their new home. Hey, Moses. How much longer to the promised land? It's gonna be a while. We just left. Right. Sorry. Just a little excited. You know. Is uh, something wrong? Hmm? Oh, no. God just told me that Pharaoh is gonna be coming after us. What? It's no big deal. God's gonna take care of it. Look! Chariots! The Egyptians have come to kill us all! I thought you said God was going to take care of them. That doesn't look like it to me. The Hebrews began to panic. The Egyptian chariots were famous for being the newest thing in military technology, 
and the Hebrews were in no shape to put up a fight. There they are, men. I want it fast. Kill enough of them to make a point, and then take the rest back to Egypt in chains. Charge! Moses and the Hebrews had nowhere to run. The chariots on one side, and the Red Sea on the other. Now what? Just then, the pillar of cloud moved in between the Hebrews and the Egyptian chariots, blocking the Pharaoh's path. Then, Moses raised his hand, and God blasted a path right down the middle of the sea, making a path of dry land between the two walls of water. I don't believe it. I told you God would take care of it. That's our way out. The whole Hebrew nation escaped through the sea that night, and not one of them was left behind. When the Pharaoh's men saw this, they rode in after the Hebrews. You won't get away from my chariots. Not even your God can save you. But obviously, this wasn't the case. God's pillar of cloud and fire frightened the horses, and the chariot's wheels were clogged with mud. The Egyptians realized a little too late what was about to happen. Once the last Hebrew made it to the other side, Moses raised his hand again, and God closed the sea again, drowning all of Pharaoh's army. No! The Hebrews looked on in wonder. God saved us. Yeah, it looked like we were goners, but he did something amazing. Told you guys, you've just got to trust him. He'll always take care of us. I think I feel a song coming on. You know, I do too. The Hebrew people then struck camp and headed out into the desert. What awaited them there, no man could tell. But if they learned their lesson, the Hebrews would realize that God would always help them. As Moses led his people through the desert, they began to get worried. Hey, do you have any food left? Not much. I hope we get to the promised land soon. Moses said there will be tons of food where we're going. Yeah, but who knows when that will be? I'm almost out of water, too. Things were looking a little serious. Deeper into the desert they went, the more the people worried. Hey, Moses, what's going to happen to us out here? Did you send us here to die instead of in Egypt where there was food? Yeah, what kind of leader takes millions of people out into the desert with no food and water? Look guys, God told me he's got things covered. Yeah, what does God know? He's the one who brought us out here with his pillar of cloud and fire. Seriously? Yeah, that sounded pretty dumb to me too, if we're being super honest. Okay, so what's the plan? Go to bed and you'll see in the morning. Alright, if you say so. The next morning, everyone woke up to find the ground was covered with a white, flaky layer. What is it? That's what I was wondering. Eat up, everyone. This is the food God has for us as we head to the promised land. Hmm, it's like a bready, sweet thing. Kind of melts in my mouth. Yeah, I like it. It's really filling, too. The people called this new food manna, and were completely satisfied. You know what would really go well with this? Meat. Fine. As I was saying, 
With this manna and birds called quail to eat, the people were completely... I need water. <sighs> All that to say, God had provided food and water in the wasteland for his people. For the rest of these days in the desert, manna would fall from the sky to feed the Hebrew people, and he provided water for them to drink as well. God saved us. Yeah, it looked like we were goners, but he did something amazing. Told you guys, you've just got to trust him. He'll always take care of us. The Hebrew people then struck camp and continued on toward the promised land. What awaited them there, no man could tell. But if they learned their lesson, the Hebrews would realize that God would always help them. The journey to the promised land was long and difficult, but eventually the Hebrews reached the borders of their new home. All right, guys, God told me to send spies to check out the land before we go into it. Sounds good, you can count on us, Moses. Yeah, Hebrew secret agents prepped and ready to infiltrate on your mark. Right, see you guys. Bye. And with that, the 12 spies went into the promised land to scout it out and see if it was a good place to live. After 40 days, they returned. They're back, they're back. Wonderful, tell us what you've seen. It was amazing. The land is rich, the air is clean. It is totally just a land dripping with milk and honey. Oh, and the fruit, check this out. The Hebrews were amazed by the stories of lush valleys, dense forests, and... Giants! Everywhere! What's wrong with him? The people are a little big. Enormous! Huge! Titanic! We can take them! There's no way we can take them! We're all gonna die! This talk of giants and dying really worried the Hebrews. You mean, after this whole trip, we can't even go into the land, or else we'll get squashed like bugs? Guys, come on. Haven't you learned? We're goners! No! Let's go back to Egypt. Needless to say, God wasn't happy with his people. He even thought about destroying them all and just making Moses the new nation that would live in this land. But Moses pleaded with him not to do this. So God decided another option. Everyone, God has said, because you will not trust him, we all have to go out into the desert for 40 years. 40? Years? Wait, what's gonna happen to us? I told you guys, you've just gotta trust him. He'll always take care of us. The Hebrew people then struck camp and went back into the wilderness. What awaited them there, no man could tell. But if they had learned their lesson, the Hebrews would have realized that God would always help them. You know what, everyone? I think we can do this after all. We don't need to go out into the wilderness. We don't need to be afraid. Hey, we don't even need God. Just give it up. I never should have listened to you. Let's just listen to the next program. So? So what, Kyle? So what happened to the Hebrews, Mr. Jacobs? Yeah, you can't just leave us hanging there. Did they all die in the desert? Oh, well, to find that out, you'll need to read the whole story. You can find it in the books of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Four books? That's a lot of reading. You can say that again, Everett. Well, the story's mixed in with a lot of laws that God was teaching his people at that time. 
So that pads out the book a little. They're still important, though. Yeah, speaking of which, you left out quite a bit of the story, Mr. Jacobs. You didn't talk about the Ten Commandments, the Golden Statue, the ground opening up and swallowing people alive. That happened? That's right. Like I said, it's all in those books. But I found that each of these stories has a common lesson. Let me guess. It has something to do with uh, trusting God. <laughs> and what brought you to that conclusion, Joy? Just a hunch. What I want to know is why didn't the Hebrews learn their lesson? That's a good question, Artie. In fact, in Numbers 14.11, God asks Moses the same question. Well, if God's asking it, it's got to be a good question. Do we have a good answer? <laughs> well, I'll do my best. I think the most likely answer is that the people didn't actually love God, at least not as much as they should have. In Luke 10.27, Jesus tells us that loving God is the greatest commandment that God gave to the Hebrews, or to the world for that matter. And in 1 Corinthians 13, God tells us that when we love Him, we will trust Him. That's a lot to think about. Yeah, I don't know if I'm very good at trusting God. Well, as we covered in the story, God is very trustworthy. He loves us and will provide everything we need that's why in verses like Matthew 6.34 and Philippians 4.6, we're told not to be worried about anything. Because God's got you. Uh, right, Artie. Well, we've got to get going. Thanks for having us over, Mr. Jacobs. No problem, guys. Want to turn the radio off for me as you leave? I'll do it, guys. Thanks!